Blog Talk Radio.
God bless you, and good afternoon to all our listeners. You are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time sharing with you the gospel and the good news. We want you to know that we do not own the rights to any of the music that you hear today, but we pray that it is a blessing to you, you, and to you. So you still have time. Tell your family, tell your neighbor, tell your friends to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. In addition to being on Blog Talk Radio, we are also syndicated on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Play. You can reach us on those platforms as well. Our number in studio, you can call in at the appointed time, 619-924-0800. We would like for you to connect with Global Gospel on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. We are on Instagram as Global Gospel. If you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our Tumblr page, there's an embedded image, and you can click on that image, and it will take you directly to the specified episode at the time. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you would like to write Global Gospel, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is one one. Five five zero. Our email address is globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Again, we thank God for all of you, our listeners. We thank God for our sponsors, Abyssinia. Thank God for the Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, Lois Glenn Carter. Thank God for Grandma Etta's Quilting, Margie Bradley Townsend. For MPT Enterprise, Mall and Townsend. For Third Lounge and Melanated Beards, Ryan Wilson. Certainly, we want you to connect with all of our partners and certainly share in the gifts that they have to share with you. Well, we thank God for our listeners. We do have a global audience New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, California, Michigan, Illinois. Um, Canada, Mexico, Jamaica, West Indies, Colombia, Brazil, Portugal, Spain, France, the United Kingdom, Germany, the Netherlands, Hungary, Italy, Nigeria, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Sierra Leone, South Africa, Mozambique, Pakistan, Australia, Japan. Uh, Listen, we can't call everybody, but we thank God for you, you, and you. Remember, you can leave us a comment on blog talk or you can leave a comment on our social media pages for those of you that have joined in for the first time our theme scriptures second corinthians chapter 4 verse 3 but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost and whom the god of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Today we offer you the gospel, the good news, the glad tidings of Jesus Christ to let you know that whatever your situation is, you may be down and out, you may be oppressed, you may be suicidal, you may have a financial need, you have a spiritual need, you have an emotional need, a housing need. Christ is comprehensive. Jesus Christ, certainly he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And so there is nothing that is hid from God. Whatever you need, you can find it in God. So we thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing with us the message of Jesus Christ, that he was, he is, and he is to come, certainly that he lived and died for us. Again, we certainly have a special guest we would like to share with our listeners in just a few minutes, and our guest is here in studio. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a break, and you're going to hit listen to this selection. And immediately following the selection, uh, we will be talking more with our guest for this Saturday afternoon, March the 4th, the first Saturday in March of 2023. Stay tuned and be blessed. Pressure on your back, yeah. 
audience, we are back. We are back in studio and our special guest. Hello, special guest. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm well in yourself. Doing really good. That's good to hear. And perhaps someone didn't catch the music. They didn't catch your voice. Tell us who you are. <laughs> my name is Emorja Roberson, and you were just listening to Get Out, uh, one of my singles that I put out a few years ago. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Dr. Emorja Roberson is here with us live in studio, and uh, he has uh, just encouraged us to get up, and certainly that is our our title for today, to get up. And so, Dr. Roberson, tell us the inspiration behind Get Up. I mean, honestly, I just wanted something different. <laughs> I One of my homeboys, it was during COVID, uh, and he had put something on his Instagram page, and I was like, yo, I said, I want that. Um, and so he sent it over to me, and honestly, within two days, I wrote the lyrics, and I was like, you know, um, I was bored in the house, and I wrote it. Uh, so it was really just something that was inspirational for me, especially with all that we were doing, uh, or not doing, rather, because we were shut in. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool, cool. Awesome, awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, oh, the challenge. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm just, you know, your regular kind of guy, man, from a small town, the Phoenix Springs, Florida. Um, moved to Jacksonville, Florida, went to school at UNF, uh, pledged, got my bachelor's degree, recorded my first project, and I stayed there for a little bit. And then I moved up to South Bend, Indiana. Um, where I went to the University of Notre Dame um, as the first African-American to graduate with a Master of Sacred Music and Vocal Performance. And then I stayed there for a year and a half, did some research associate work, and then I started my doctoral program in spring 19. And then from there, graduated um, on June 30th as the first African-American to get a, a doctor in musical arts and choral conducting. And so and uh, in about a month and a couple of weeks, I'm going to head back up to Notre Dame to walk the stage. So uh, I'm just a young man who just loves to do what I do, man. Awesome, awesome. Sounds like yeah. you are uh, making leaps and strides uh, for yourself and for uh, the culture and certainly making an impact on the world. Now, uh, tell us, has music always been a part of your life? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. Came out the womb singing. Uh, my family, <laughs> like my great grand, no, I'm sorry, my yeah, my great grandma, my great uh, grandfather, my great aunt who's in Charleston, uh, my grandmother. So music is just, it's just part of our fiber. Uh, growing up, when they grew up um, in South Carolina, but they moved over to Sylvania, Georgia. Uh, they went up to some churches there, which as most black people would do, because the black church was a safe haven for a lot of folks. That was their, that was their normal convening spot. And music, just because they sang it in the fields, they sang it at work, uh, they sang it in church, it was just something that they did um, individually and communally. And so that was just a trait that, I guess, passed down. Uh, you grow up around it, you just pick up on it. Awesome, awesome. And certainly uh, being around music all your life, that did you think music would take you where it has taken you? Um. Yes and no, because uh, originally I wasn't going to go to school for music when I graduated high school. I was, I'll never forget, my, one of my mom's friends was telling her how, if you know you want to make a lot of money, then you become an anesthesiologist. And so I was like, all right, bet, I'll become an anesthesiologist. And that would mean that I would have to like science. And I mean, you know, science now, we're cool and all, it's enough to pass the class. But I just knew that uh, when I got the full ride, to go to UNF for music, I was like, that's where I'm going to go. And that's just it. Uh, I, so I knew that music would play a part of my life. Um, I just didn't know it would take me to where I am now. But I knew at the end of the day, there was no way I could separate myself from music. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so obviously, you've uh, gone down this path with music. Uh, you decided, listen, Hospitals, emergency rooms, operating rooms is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to go think in an emergency room, I got you. But, <laughs> so, and, and you know what? That's, that's life. You know, we start out one way. And as uh, one of my coworkers told me many years ago, uh, 
we make plans, and I'm sure other people have heard it before, we make plans and God laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly. Because, listen, God knows <laughs> what our uh, future and our destiny is, and sometimes we don't. We have yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so it's important that we, listen, we're open, always open to uh, what God has for us. Um, so in the process of you pursuing music, um, your doctor, doctor of musical arts and choral conducting, um, how did that come about? I mean, honestly, um, I knew that when I was finishing my master's, when I graduated in 2017, I was telling my professor that I didn't really want to take off too much time in between. I wanted to sort of keep the ball rolling. And uh, I auditioned for one school. It was University of Wisconsin in Madison. Um, and I, I won't forget, I, I did my audition because I was going to go there for to continue vocal performance. But I, um, I went there, did the whole thing, and there were a few people who were, you know, um, I was auditioning for. And there's one thing that um, a black woman told me. She said, I don't think you're ready for this yet. She said, you know, you're young. You know, there's still things ahead of you that you can do. But she was like, I don't, I don't think you're ready yet. But everyone else who was white, they were like, you know, yeah, you know, I, I, I like them. And so eventually I got the call when I was heading back to South Bend, Indiana, uh, which typically you never hear from someone that quick after an audition. Uh, but the, the gentleman called me and he was like, hey, we really loved you. and We would love to um, have you enrolled here with us for your DMA. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, and he was like, I'm just you know, going to let you know now. You know, the first year will be fully funded. Uh, the second year would be half, and the third year you would have to find funding on your own. So I, I, when I was told that, I knew that I was already somewhat perplexed because one of the things that I, and I'll say this and, uh, to anyone who asked me this question, when I was an undergrad and I got my degree for free, I said, well, there is never going to be a time where I pay for my degree. It will always be fully funded. And so although they gave me the acceptance there, they didn't give me what I actually prayed for. So I almost told them yes, just because I didn't want to wait longer to get my doctorate. So in that meantime, when I was waiting, I got got back to Notre Dame, met with my uh, advisor. And so she pulled me into her office. She said, "Uh, Imorja, you know, I heard about what Wisconsin was offering, but she was like, um, I know all that you do, and I know how much you bring to our program as it relates to music uh, under the umbrella of the African diaspora. And so she said, there is no way that we can be an ecumenical music department if we don't have the Black church experience. And so she told me, she said, um, if, if you would be willing, you know, we would love to have you stay here at Notre Dame as a research associate. And then, you know, in that time, we'll be training you to be a conductor. Um, and so you would audition. And from there, you know, if you get accepted, which I, I, I did, which I knew I was, but um, she was like, if you get accepted, you know, we'll have you, you can, you can get your DMA um, and it'll be fully funded. So I was like, okay. So although I took the time off from school and going straight into the doctoral program, I was still somewhat preparing and I was working as well too with the school to help make sure that I was going to, in fact, get that uh that position as one of the three doctoral students for conducting um so yeah that is that's how i knew i was going to get my my dma because at the moment where i almost went back on my word because i didn't want to be patient um it, yeah i was like god he came through he came in clutch you know like at the last minute so that's that's how it ended up there wow wow and certainly listen god does order our steps and uh, certainly that is an amazing testimony and I'm sure you know along your journey listen everybody meets challenges and faces challenges yeah and so that's that's just one of those things and certainly we have to get uh, beyond our challenges and so I'm sure your, your faith has been tested in this process oh yeah it was it was uh, I was more so among my patients Uh, But even in the midst of the uh, Me wanting to have something when I wanted it I knew that faith still had to remain at the center of it all Awesome, awesome And so here it is Uh, This is 2023 And certainly uh, we are still crossing Colored lines And so as a person of color As an African American In America 
and and with your message of get up, what, what would you like the world to know? I mean, honestly, if there's something that you want to do, just do it. Um, I, yeah, I don't have any voodoo to tell y'all. Just just do it. You have one <laughs> life to live, uh, and it's up to you to, to make the decision to go out there and accomplish what you want. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, as well. That that's well put. That's well put. Just do it. <laughs> exactly. Be like Nike. Just get it done, yo. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so, um, so music is one aspect of your life and it's intertwined with education. And so one of the, one of the things that I was watching as we get ready to talk about education, I I believe you posted a clip and I think it was about, uh, we shall overcome. And that struck struck my attention because, um, you know, we do face a challenge as everyone gets older and Mm -hmm. we look at the people that are younger than us, whether it be yes. five years younger, 10 years, yeah. 20 years younger, we know that life has changed in yeah. five years' time. The world changes in five years' time. Edu- mm-hmm. The education of everything changes because change is inevitable. And so as you said that, it struck my attention about we shall overcome it, that there's a generation out here that may not have even heard those words. Mm-hmm. And, and tell, tell us how you got inspired about that uh, man uh so i was in class and we were I, I was teaching intro to music and um i can't remember what the topic was but the, probably like around the civil rights music we were talking about uh and in my intro to music class i i asked them if any of them like knew any of this music uh and they said no i was like okay um and i also know that <laughs> Like you said, it's a generational thing, but also the, as far as the makeup of the students I had in the class, there were no black students. Um, there were a lot of white students. I had some, some Asian as well. And I just knew that they didn't know. And so I was like, I had to think about it. One of my buddies was telling me, he said, you know, now for protests, people don't really sing songs like that. I guess depending on who the, the, the demographics of the crowd is, that most times they're either chanting or maybe they're like some hip hop song that, you know, somebody put out. Uh, that they may play, but singing is not one of those things that people really do as much when it comes down to protest. So that was that class. And I said, you know what? Let me ask my corral. Uh, and so when I asked corral, first I asked them if they knew what an HBC, no, first I asked them if they knew what their voice and sing. Um, I had three black students, one, two, three, yeah, three black students, and about, uh, no, four. And then only maybe like two of them really raised their hand with strong assurance. And I was like, okay, now this ain't happening. Uh, so then I asked the rest, I said, let me ask you, have you all ever heard of We Shall Overcome? Then I had a few more raise their hand, still not even half the class. I had about like 22 students. And then I, I asked the other question. I said, how many of you know what an HBCU is? Hardly anybody could raise their hand. Maybe like one person raised their hand. So I said, all right, y'all. I said, this is going to be your homework assignment. And, uh, and the assignment was for them to, I said, because this was on a Tuesday. I said, I'm going to give you all two days. I said, I need you to go home. I need you to research the H- I need you to research 12 HBCUs, where they are located, and when they were founded, and also some notable people who graduated from these institutions. Because my thing as a black educator is that there is no way I can be in a classroom full of people who don't even know the basics of black history. Um, and, you know, like, for example, that one person who, who said they don't go to church that much, but they, but they all can say that they know Kirk Franklin. It's like one of those things. It's like, y'all, this is, this is just normal stuff. And so uh, after doing that, I had them present it. Nothing. I posted that part on Facebook. They presented their findings. And so, uh, so the next semester, which is this semester, I took some of those same students from Corral. And we went to go sing at Spelman. Uh, we went to go sing with Morehouse and Clayton State for their MLK program. Because I'm like, y'all, there is no way we can be 45 minutes away from this, from these you know, institutions and you not even get the opportunity to step on that campus, at least not under my watch. So I just knew that that was important because even for me, I never had a black educator, a black male educator, and until I got to Notre Dame and my doctoral program, I was 28 years old, Dr. Hugh Page. 
Uh, shout out to him over at Notre Dame. And, and you know, it was a class talking about um, as far as the, the sacred, uh, I forgot what it was called, but since we're talking about like the sacredness of the African diaspora and is there a difference between the secular and the sacred? Um, and so it was quite enlightening. So I, I, and I knew a lot of them and I asked them if they've ever had any black educators and a lot of them could not raise their hand. So it's just one of those things that I, I take personally because that is my, that's my mandate. Like I, I got to tell them what they need to know, especially since Florida is already talking about get rid of black history. So whole nother subject in itself (laughs) Mm, a whole nother subject in itself and so uh it is important that um it's great that you are helping to keep black history live which for me um it things like we shall overcome are basics i mean because um when i was a elementary student uh and the teacher would during black history month because i'm in a community that was largely African-American, maybe Hispanic as well. And the teacher would roll in the TV and the VCR. Mm, Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) And and they would would play Eyes on the Prize. And I'm sure your students probably have never heard of Eyes on the Prize either. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Eyes on the Prize PBS special. And listen, they were singing We Shall Overcome. They showed the marches. They showed Dr. King. They showed... Uh, the water hoses, the dogs, yeah. they showed all of that. And yeah. so it, it was a part of us being educated and well-rounded. So um, I'm glad that even on the secondary level or upper level of education that you are uh, still teaching uh, black history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as you say, uh, many people are trying to get rid of it. What, what is your, do you have an opinion about that? Don't get rid of it. Point blank. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just can't. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. what I realized too is that as an educator, when you look at the history, uh, and it's not, and it's not hard to admit, but you know, black people, we are the cultural influences for so many um, other cultures. Music, dress, food, people legit want to have the things we have, uh, but with the things that we have, it comes with an experience that they don't want. And you don't have the cultural capital to to carry the things that we carry. Uh, and if you're going to use our stuff, then, you know, then you, you acknowledge that. Don't appropriate it because if you do, we're going to find out. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So, um, so obviously, uh, as we were saying, well, we started out saying about education. And so, obviously, education is important uh, to you. And as a, you always see yourself as being an educator? Nope. I did not want to be one. I didn't. Because I was always told they'll make money. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to tell you this, though. Not even on the money side. Uh, I enjoy what I do. And it just sort of crept up on me. Because I guess in my own way, I was always educating people around me through music. Um, but rather than just in the church, because I, I thought that was the only place where I could thrive. I, I was like, nah. I'm like, the church is not the only place where I'm, I'm needed. Um, and so I had to come to grips with that. Like my gift is really, um, outside of just, you know, singing, but teaching it's, it's needed at other spaces. Uh, because let's be you know, honest. I mean, the church is full, like wherever you depend on what church you go to in a denomination, but there are a lot of educators. There are a lot of you know people who are in these high positions who have power uh, and that's great. And so we also have that history and they have their history that they, they bring to the space. But I just knew that um, education was one of those things that I didn't want to do, but I'm glad that I accepted the call to do it. Awesome, awesome. Now, since you mentioned it, there are tons and tons of church musicians out there. And perhaps, like you said, they don't see themselves beyond those four walls. And sometimes people get stuck. Um, They get stuck because of what they think people will say. They get stuck on opinions they just get stuck because they're stuck and they don't know anything mm-hmm. else yeah. and, so, and so what would you say to those musicians that are just sitting there choir rehearsal on Thursday night and service on Sunday morning and this is all they see and they're in a they're caught in a cycle and a rut what would you say and especially now where the whole church culture has changed uh, due to pandemic and people 
you know, we were out of church for a while in several places. And so what do you have to say to that musician that may have starved during uh, the COVID season when there was no church? Honestly, man, you got to want it bad enough. That's it. I knew that at the very, in a very early part of my life, I, and I still say it to this day, like, I wanted to be in a position where God would allow me to work uh, in a field or in my passion where my mom didn't have to work anymore. You know, uh, I'm almost at that point, and it's like I accomplished those things. And so in order to accomplish that goal, I had to make some decisions. I had to make some sacrifices. I had to miss the birthday parties. I had to miss the anniversaries. I had to miss the, the celebration because I was in Indiana and in Jacksonville making sure that I, I achieved the goal that I set for myself. And I was in some really funny places because I was challenged, you know, a lot, like culturally, um, as far as um, – educationally, uh, mentally, but at the end of the day, I'm glad I left because I'm, I'm just not the kind of person who wants to remain complacent. Um, and, and that's just it, but you have to want it bad enough. I mean, and the thing is people can want it for you. Um, but if you are much more comfortable in the place where you're at right now and you're not taking any steps going further, then there's nothing else I can really say to you until you decide for yourself that you want it. Awesome. Well said. So, the next uh, phase uh, that we'll talk about is, listen, you are a recording artist as well. And so we heard Get Up, and we are going to take a break and listen to uh, another selection, uh, Sinky First. And so tell us, how did you uh, start recording? How did that come about? Uh, the first recording was in 2015 after I just graduated from UNF. Uh, in Jacksonville, and so I had this one community choir out in Middleburg, Florida, called uh, Rejuvenation Gospel Choir, and um, it's funny, like, in 2014, like, I think it's, like, November or January, no, sorry, November, December, I was talking to my best friend, and I was like, I want to do a recording, because in my mind, I was like, I was going to just do, like, a visual recording and call it that, but, um, I was like, you know what? I said, I should, I want to like turn to like an official thing. And so I had six months to raise this money. Uh, and I did like, it, it happened. I had a lot of them, you know, help out. And so it was a success. Uh, I had Lucretia Campbell come in, um, had my boy Marcus Morton to do the theme song. Um, I had, uh, I had Larry Wilson. I had all these folks who are some heavy hitters uh, to come in and help to bring this vision to life. I didn't know what I was doing. But, you know, a, a lot of us did it. But the thing is, but we took the chance. And, you know, it's one of those things sometimes where you look back and, like, say, and you say, like, that sounded like trash. But you know what? To my ears, because I'm such a hard critic of myself as a performer, it's going to sound that way. But what I appreciate is that I didn't stay there. Um, I knew that there was much more to do. And so if I was going to grow, I had to take those chances. So, so, so yeah, that's how I really got into the recording thing, man. And from there... Um, I've done stuff with Arturo Sandoval, who was a Grammy Award-winning trumpeter. Um, I've done stuff with, well, as far as my classical chops as well, too, because it's not just gospel that I do. I mean, I do I'm mm-hmm. a classical trained singer as well. Uh, I know a lot of people see the gospel side, but trust me, I, I can still do my opera. <laughs> I can still do all of that. Awesome, awesome. And you are a baritone, correct? Yes. And uh, what, uh, what, what, what has that added to your life because um, there aren't too many of those around. You know, it's funny. I think there are more of those around than what we think. A lot of times the men, oh, this is a really sticky subject. Um, sometimes <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't have a culture that always embraces low voice, uh, low voices. We always have those who definitely appreciate the men who can sing in the rap, which is great. Like that's cool. But, you know, if we talk about range, you got to talk about the lowness of the range as well, too. Everything doesn't have to be high. And at a young age, I knew, because I mean, I was singing the in progressive Emily Baptist State Youth Convention Choir in Florida. I would sing all the high stuff. And my voice, you know, was adjusting. I was a kid. But as I got older, I realized that I couldn't do all that. Or I'll say this, I could do it, but I chose not to because I wanted to have longevity. Uh, and that's one thing about it, like, having the longevity of a voice, and also studying classical music, it taught me certain things. It taught me how to be aware of what my highs and my lows are, how to get to my sweet spots. Um, 
And so once I knew what those were and I grabbed hold of those, I was like, this is where I feel good. And at the end of the day, I didn't want to go home with a, I wanted to still have my voice when I got finished singing. Uh, and so because I personally was in that transition phase, um, I just knew that because the voice was so delicate, I only wanted to do what it was meant to do. And that's it. Mm. That's, that's well put. Listen, you have to be yourself. And so yeah. many people are trying to not be themselves, imitate others. And mm-hmm. that's how you end up not having your own identity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, let's talk about Seek Ye First as we go to break. Yeah. Um, Seek Ye First, I wrote that. I did that recording in 2018. I wrote that in probably like 2017, like not long after I I graduated with my master's. Uh, it was just a song that I was like, you know, it has, I remember when I first performed to one of my buddies, the late Ron Bishop, uh, South Bend, he was like, it has like this Richard Smallwood-esque kind of vibe to it because I have like, you know, the four-part, you know, polyphonic texture towards the end where all four parts, bass, tenor, alto, soprano are doing different things. Um, it it really came straight from the Bible, Matthew six thirty three, and that's what I really wanted. Uh, I wanted something that was, you know, based on Scripture. Uh, and of course, I added in some other nuances in there. But it's just it's a fun song, and I wrote it because I didn't want to have a song that was that didn't. I, I like to write music that doesn't always have to have a leader. Um, I want songs that is very choir driven. And so this is one of those songs uh, that exemplifies that that concept that I like. Okay. All right. Audience, here it is, Seek Ye First. Uh, we want you to stay tuned because we are going to tell you how you can make this music yours and add this to your collection in just a few minutes. All right? Stay tuned. studio now we want to give you our call at number 619-924-0800 you may have a question comment or concern and so dr roberson uh tell us 
how the listening audience can make uh, this music a part of their collection. Yeah, uh, pretty easy. And that's, of course, not the only... That's not, of course, the only song or the only album, but go ahead. Oh, no, no. Um, so for my stuff, so yeah, Tiki First, you can go to iTunes. Uh, you can go to, uh, you can check the video out on YouTube. You can go to Tidal. Uh, I mean, pretty much on all the digital music stores, you can go there and find it. There's this project, and I have some stuff that I only did the video of when I did Bespoken. You can add that to your YouTube playlist which is really easy to find. Um, you can just go to my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Emoja Roberson. Uh, so yeah, even if you want to check out some of the jazz stuff that I did, you just go to, you can easily find it. So what I do is to make it easy for everybody, you can go to my YouTube, sorry, you can go to my um, my link tree, which is just linktree.com forward slash Emoja. Everything that you need is right there. Or you can go to my website, emojaroberson.com. So I'll try to make it really like pretty consistent across the board that you, so that way you can always find me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, listen, we want you to support, support, support. So make sure you uh, purchase uh, that uh, music from Emoja Robeson. So you mentioned before you said, listen, it's a whole nother topic about uh black the black male and and singing and well me personally i don't sing i've been i've been told not to sing so i don't try to sing <laughs> high or low so it doesn't uh, matter what it doesn't matter what it is you are you already know your lane bro <laughs> listen i've been i've been encouraged to stay in my lane so that's what that's what i'm gonna do so until until further notice but um, I'm sure with all the technology, I could sound really good if you exactly. know, with the right machines. That's but, right. <laughs> so uh, listen, jazz, classical music, um, gospel, choral directing. Listen, you, you you do it all. And so classical music, how did you find your way into that world? I mean, honestly, bro, it, it found me. Like, when I was in high school, I did my, uh, the competition that I did with the Negro Scholarship Foundation. I was a, a participant in the Grady Ray and Project, and so the piece that I did was, at that time, was uh, I Don't Feel No Ways Tired, arranged by Marcus Williams, I believe, and that was my way in. Like, whenever there was, I did that competition, there was a professor there from UNF, Dr. Christoph Gernacki, who is now uh, at Stetson, I believe. He heard me backstage, and he honestly offered me a full ride to UNF, and that was not even part of the program. He just pulled that out, and he pulled, he presented that to me and my mom, and I was like, man, now that's a blessing um, to just do that. Because like I said, I was already on the mind. I had the mindset to go to school for anesthesiology. Oh, yeah, and like digital media. That was the other thing, too. Um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, man, so I know, right? I, but I was a kid. I was just trying to go where the money was, but I realized what was one of my good friends who told me, uh, Pastor Philip Rawls in Jacksonville, he said, if you do what you really are inspired to do, he said, the money will follow you. Uh, and that's very true. Like I've, I've been blessed. Uh, I've just been happy. Like I go to bed happy at night because I feel good with what I do. Uh, but that's honestly how the classical thing sort of hit me, man. I never had an interest in doing it, but I knew that my pastor, uh, Pastor Tyler, when I was growing up at Temple Missionary Baptist Church in Defuniac Springs, Florida, he told me that I, as a black man, I need to learn how to read music. And so I started teaching myself how to read music when I was 10. Uh, so I actually started June 2001. Um, and so I even have clips of that like somewhere on social media. But it's just one of those things where I look back at it. And I'm glad I'm glad that I said yes, um, even when I didn't want to. Wow. Wow. That's great. And uh, listening audience, listen, we want to hear from you. 619-924-0800. You said Defuniac Springs. How do, how do you spell that? Let me <laughs> no make sure I got it right. right. You said it so wrong. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I can admit it when I'm wrong. So spell, it, spell it for me. All right. So it's funny because you actually said it the way it, it's spelled. So it's D-E, lowercase e, capital D, F-U-N-I-A-K, Springs. So Defuniac, like the word few, so Defuniac Springs. Yeah. He's from the Springs. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go, man. <laughs> All right. So uh, listen, listen. Um, so tell us, since you, uh, you, I know you mentioned a few names already, who would you like to shout out on today, those people uh, that uh, perhaps influenced you, helped you along your journey? Who would you like to shout out? 
Um, I mean, of course, you know, as most black men raised by their mom, they're always understood to their mom. So, yeah, my mom, Sharon Roberson, um, Pastor uh, Russell Hughes, who was my principal and my pastor, and I got sent to the office plenty of times. But <laughs> I, uh, he always said that the world will know who you are. And I, I never really, you know, quite grasped that. Uh, but I, I'm glad that his words definitely fall on dry ground. Like, it's, it was very true. Um, pastor, you know, Apostle Blackman, Brenda Blackman, Willie Blackman, uh, they saw something in me at a very young age, and I was playing on those blue metallic drums in that apostolic church, like non-denominational. And I, I, yeah, like they, I, I thank God for all those people who gave me a place to make those mistakes when I thought I was doing, when I thought I was like the Kirk Franklin of my town. But when I look back at it, it sounded like boo-boo. So I, I'm just <laughs> glad, man, that it was just people like that who really came into my life uh, and helped me. Like my grandma, you know, uh, I get my singing from her. Um, yeah, man, just like all those people who definitely believed in me. That really means a lot. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Um, I do have somebody. I don't know if they're um, if they're listening in or if they want to say something. Um, so. Okay. Hello, caller. Would you like to say something? Caller from the four two five. Oh, okay, all right. But anyway, mm-hmm. number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. And certainly, we've had an awesome time uh, talking here, and certainly, this hour is just flying by. Uh, talking about music, talking about education. And so currently, uh, what, are, what are you doing currently? Uh, ooh, man, I'm doing a lot. Um, so outside of like traveling um, and speaking at symposiums, like I'm going to be heading to Arkansas to be heck, um, kicking with my boy, Dr. Jeffrey Murdoch, who is a 2021 Grammy Award winner for the Education of the Year. I'm an Educator of the Year. Um, you know, I'll be going there. Then I have to go out to Iowa to do some stuff. Um, right now, my, my priority is what's taking place here at Oxford College of M University. Um, will I be doing some more recordings? Yes. I do have some stuff coming up like next year. And I haven't put this on, I haven't put this like on social media yet, but it is on the books. I'll be doing my, uh, my second segment of the spoken, uh, here on March the 8th, uh, 2024. Uh, and I'll be putting stuff on my page for that. Then I'll be doing some other recordings here as I start to, unravel my my project that I'm working on here at Emory where we're going to be honoring those people who the, the enslaved black people who built this campus uh, and so what I'm going to do is we're going to have like a service and do recordings to preserve the the black sacred music that was most likely sang during that time in the church where they were told that they had to sit in the balcony um, while their plantation owners were on the floor so we're going to go back and reclaim that space um, so yeah, man, I got a lot of great things coming up. You know, I know sometimes as artists, uh, there's always like this demand that people have like more music, more music. And I'm like, I'm an educator too. Like, I like check this stuff out. I promise the music is coming. The music is coming. I guarantee you. Uh, but life is life. And I, one thing I will not do is stress myself out to fulfill the demands of the people who are on the internet. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, man, there's some great stuff coming up. All right. I have a caller, so okay. uh, let's go to our caller. Caller, Reverend Townsend. Reverend Townsend, good afternoon. This is Marlin. Just calling to shout out Dr. Roberson and thank him for his many contributions uh, to music. Oh, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that. All right, yes, sir. Where are you calling from, Marlin? Long Island, New York. Ah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay, our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. We do want to hear from you, our listening audience. Doctor Robert said, anything else that you would like to share with us today? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. <laughs> if anything, I would tell anybody like just stop making excuses for yourself and just get it done. That's all. That's all. Right. Um, you know, people like I tell my class like there is something that they always. Like whenever they do presentations and they're like, you know, well, I don't have a lot of time to do this, but I'm going to skip over here. Like, don't tell me what you are going to do that you can't do. 
let me know once you actually start doing it and you finish it. Like, so yeah, just just get it done, y'all. I hear you. I hear you. And um, or as you said, just uh, get up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. That means that means um, so much right there because um, a lot of people are just sitting around doing nothing, yeah. just wasting time, and that's it, man. Nobody's getting any younger. <laughs> no, nah, nope. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, and you're gonna sweat. You know, it's, it's gonna take some sacrifice. You're gonna get frustrated because you're gonna want what you want, but uh, it, there's a balance to life. And if you really want right. to live a, a good life, you got to better find that balance as quickly as you can. Right, right. So that is so true. So again, um, listen, we appreciate uh, you sharing with us this hour, and I think we are going to close. Um, there's also a medley uh, that you have, a hem medley. Oh, I, think yeah. gonna, <laughs> I think we're going to conclude with that because, listen, we can really hear your voice and uh, your voice uh sticks out in, in that particular uh, section. Um, so it's, it's, it's mostly you, uh, but uh, <laughs> what is the importance professor? <laughs> the, the important, I'm sure you can keep us a couple of hours, professor. Uh, so, uh, now listen, I know pastor, I know when to shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, 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 I, I was in, when I was in college, I listened, I remember, I had a few classes, and some of those classes, they were like three, four hours. And oh, man. the, the mm-hmm. professor, they were like, I remember one particular professor, she just sat in a chair, and she put the <laughs> slides on, and she just talked, talked, talked. Uh-huh. Yeah. She, didn't, she didn't even move. She didn't sweat. <laughs> she just kept going for hours. And we Look, if she would have moved, she would have lost all kind of energy for y'all. Well, listen, we w- we went to sleep, woke up, she was still talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't do those classes, man. No, I'm good. Just split them up from because my attention spans are already like the pit. Oh, listen, I understand. I understand. And I, I keep that in mind in ministry as well. Listen, people don't have it. People's attention span is not not what we would like it to be and listen no. mine isn't always what i would like it to be so um <laughs> one one advice that a pastor gave me he says don't make people glad twice glad you oh. got up and glad you sat down oh <laughs> so, man i'm gonna use so, that one thanks pastor. So, <laughs> all right so uh listen audience don't make people glad twice all right so um as we uh conclude today what is the um, um your the importance and you talked about black music you talked about listen the field and listen we know that because of our experiences um jazz was birthed rhythm and blues was birthed rock and roll came and certainly others tried to imitate the black sound and um so many things and, and even one thing that people don't even know elvis presley even though he he sounded like you know us a little bit uh, Hound Dog, mm-hmm. Big Mama Thornton, yeah, was a uh, Hound Dog, and so way back be- before Elvis, and so um, a lot of times things get lost in history, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful that you're keeping history alive. I, I like history, and so the importance of or the influence that the the hymns of the church have had on your life, or how you feel it has impacted the world as we, um, you know look towards uh, concluding with your medley. Hymns are something that I just um, couldn't get rid of as much as my grandmother tried to like drill them into me. My pastor drilled them into me, singing these songs on Sunday mornings that I really thought just came out of his behind. I'm like, ain't nobody heard this hymn except you, bro. Uh, but you know what? When I tell you, man, I really appreciate what they pushed me to do as a kid. Um, I didn't appreciate it then, but now I do because I realized that the hymns are full of so much poetry um, that we just really don't get into. And a lot of the black churches, unfortunately, only sing the same five, and they feel like those are the only five that are out there. But there are many hymns that are out there that you can like learn, but you have to actually take the time to do it. And that's just it. Awesome. All right. That, that's true. Learning is everything. And we do get tired of hearing the same thing over and over again. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen, Dr. Morja Robeson, we want you to look him up. 
on Linktree. We want you to look up his website. We want you to purchase his music. Certainly um, check his itinerary. Uh, connect with him. Yeah. Uh, certainly, um, you know, share with others this message. If you missed any part of this episode, it's all archived. Immediately following, you can listen again on Block Talk Radio. You can listen on Apple iTunes. You can listen on Spotify. And you can listen on Google Play. I'm going to go back to the 425 just a minute. I just want to make sure I don't, you know, cut anybody off. 425, did you have something to say? Okay. All right. So um, that person is just listening. All right. So, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing uh, with you, us. Brother. Um, we want you to give your uh, concluding remarks for today. Tell us all who you are again. Tell us that part of Florida because I'm not going to say it because I messed <laughs> I messed it up and I don't I don't <laughs> I don't want to be guilty again. And um, you know, I want to make sure I pass the class. So listen, I'm not going to say what? it. I'll let you say it. So <laughs> you but, tell our, our audience who you are where you're from, listen, give them some closing remarks. Would you like to close in prayer or would you like me to do that or to serve as the concluding prayer? Ah, uh, good idea. So I'll go ahead and just tell them one more time who I am, but we can send them out with some music. Okay. Uh, with the prayer. So my name is Dr. Morris Roberson, Ra- born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, raised in Defuniac Springs, moved to Jacksonville, Florida, finished up my education in South Bend, Indiana at the University of Notre Dame, and now I am down here in the Atlanta area where I'm the assistant professor of music and African-American studies at Oxford College of Emory University. And I love who I am. I love what I do. I love God. And that's, that's just who I am. Awesome. All right, listeners. Again, we thank you for sharing with Global Gospel. As you know, we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we want you to share with us at all the appointed times. Again, thank you, Dr. Roberson. We yes, pray sir. God's blessings on your life, on your uh, education, uh, all your endeavors, your projects. Uh, we know that God has, we see what God has already done, and certainly we believe and trust God to do more and greater things, more than you can imagine, and certainly uh, to continue to be a blessing to those that you come and encounter with and listen around the world. We pray God's blessings and his peace and his love on all of our listeners. And so we're going to conclude with the hymn medley. What what um what hymns are in this? Oh, it depends which one. I have two hymn medleys. Oh, uh, right. And I think this is, is no 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 not no no not one. Oh yeah yeah you got no not one. You got what we have in Jesus. You have I come to the garden alone. Uh yeah yeah. All right. Uh, and since him, as somebody said, hymns are prayers. Listen, this is your closing prayer. God bless you. If you know it, it's okay. You can sing it with me. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him. But another one says, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. No one can heal all our souls' diseases. No, not one. No, not one. But the next one says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. And oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry everything to 
God in prayer. Sometimes we put the trouble on ourselves, but we forget that we have one who can help us. Remember, we can't bear this on our, on our own. We have a Father who wants to hear from us. Amen? Okay, all right. So the next one says, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses but the chorus says and he walks with me and he talks I think you know it this for all of us not just for me and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever no. we we'll sing that again and he walks and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own oh and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever None other has ever known. None other has ever. Let's all just sing that. None other has ever. None other. He's the one I go to to tell all of my secrets. None other has the things that I can't tell my friend. I can tell the Lord. None other has has ever. If I was in the church, we would do it this way. None other. None other has ever, none other has ever known. I thank you, Lord, for being my confidant. Oh, you're the true friend I have indeed. None other has ever, none other has ever, none other has ever, oh, none other has ever known. None other has ever. And we talk about this one Savior. Help me out, musicians, right quick, because we want to the next one right here. And it says, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.